Do it a little faster. You still got it. <laughs> it's your girl Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And we are Around, Around the, the Way Curls. Join us as we share our unique life experiences, aka tell all our business, and explore both the profound and the profane. Because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. Yes, oh. Hey. And now listen to another episode of Around the Way Curls. Pew, 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 pew. Pew. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Go ahead, Shine. Well, I have good news. All right. I'm officially done. This is my last week of my class. Oh, my April made 20th, 420 is the last day. So happy to be done. So grateful for the experience. I highly recommend it to all business owners to check out 10KSB. Um,. I'll let y'all know what I learned and how it's helped me at further time. I'm just happy to be done. In this time of busyness, I have lost all ability to shop, to do laundry. And I was really like feeling bad about it. Feeling like literally not having a moment in the day to go buy food what to speak of know what the fuck i'm going to buy like it was just giving me so much anxiety my clothes were piling up mm. and <clears throat> somebody was like girl why don't you just go on instacart and i said what wait i have told you this well i don't remember when you said that but and i told you to get me, your laundry done i still haven't done the laundry thing because that's still a lot of um it's still the uh, the act of taking my shit to the laundry is still hard for was hard for me to do these past couple of weeks so I that didn't happen they have some but places you, that will pick it up pick and it drop up. it off yes that shit probably $50 to do I two loads of laundry I think so cuz that's ridiculous <laughs> i need to understand their business model that makes no sense <laughs> <laughs> all i know as I went to Instacart and I went to Aldi's, girl, mm -hmm. I said, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I said, what the fuck? It blew my mind. Girl, you so Hours annoying. later, it came to my house. Yes, girl. I told you this. The only thing is you do pay extra. You know that, right? But it's worth it. It's worth you the pay extra on the groceries and at the end, like the oh. groceries will be marked up a little bit for real. Yeah. Like if something's three seventy five in the store, it could be four twelve on. Whatchamacallit. Well, that's disheartening. And now I'm discouraged. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> no, because <laughs> that don't make no sense either. Yeah, well, that's how they, the fees wouldn't pay for everything. The little bit of fees you pay, they got to disguise it in the actual price. That's how, that's their business model, baby. It was. It's still great. It was really helpful to me. And not like on, like, niggas need that. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> I was just shocked. I felt 
proud because you know it's like damn i don't have any lunch for jojo the next day like the amount of anxiety and the Mm -hmm. shame that builds up i can't i'm not i can't take care of myself like the tricks your mind plays on you versus being like let me sit down and get somebody else to do it that part (laughs) (laughs) to bring some ease into my life i just it really was a game changer and uh, I, when I get to this laundry service, that'll really change my change the fucking game. But wow, bring a more ease. So that makes me so happy to hear. It really did. Because seriously, the last time we talked about you getting your laundry done, you were like, "I can't do that. That's just I can't, I can't, I can't afford that. I can't." And I was like, "It's not that much more expensive. It's worth your time." Like. Sitting in a laundromat yeah. and watching your clothes move around it's, in circles. It's about valuing my time, yes, too. You your know, time. it's like valuing my time. You have time. to pay yourself for certain things. I wasn't raised like that, though. It's like, why would you pay for that? You go do that. You do that. Why would you waste your money on yeah, of that? Of course you do that if you have the time and the space. Do you? I it's, did not these past there you go. couple weeks. I just and so, really, it. it's you get that done. And that's exactly what you did good job y'all yeah do what you got to do sometimes how are you you can really you can really get crazy and let somebody else watch a kid and maybe you go out that would be crazy <laughs> i know it would <laughs> outside like of your mother to watch the kid or you could actually maybe get a babysitter get a babysitter maybe ciao look <laughs> You looking around? What would I do? The possibilities of like, oh, or even <laughs> one of your friends. But anyway, <clears throat> I guys, it's still the same night as the night before. As the last, <laughs> he's still episode, high. So <laughs> From I'm last not week. high again. <laughs> it's just the same. We get off and then we record in the same night. So, um, I'm here. You know, to again, today was interesting. That's my favorite word. Also, an aside, two things happened that I posted on my stories, and they were both with my mother. And I was explaining something about James Harden, who's on the Sixers, to my mom. I was like, no, he doesn't have any championships. Like, he he disappears in the playoffs, and we're going back and forth. And then when she realizes that he doesn't have any championships, she goes, interesting. I was like... (laughs) There it is. There it is. She didn't know. She didn't know if I was right or wrong. So she just said, interesting <laughs> and ended it. And then there was a sweet thing. And I, whoever I end up retired with at an old age, most likely you, I want you to do this for me. You're going to have to learn the game. Okay. Bef- when my mom has to get up and go to work very early, she works at a school. And so she cannot stay up to watch the games. So her husband will finish the game and he takes detailed notes on a piece of paper and then leaves room for her to write her response to it as she follows. Okay, it's six minutes left. This was the score. Seven or five minutes left. That's the score. And I was like, you have to keep these. She's writing like, yay. And then she's writing like, go, Maxie, because she sees that he scored a butt. And so then she leaves it. And it's almost as if like he gets to see what her response was. 
I love that. So sweet. That wasn't internet. I would be like, yo, it was. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea what's happening. No, we have we have some time to teach you. You understood football. I like basketball. I did not. I like (laughs) basketball. Okay. So basketball will we'll get we'll get you there. Yeah. Into it. Um, in other news. Chad had reconnected with my ex again. And it was hmm. a, and not reconnected in any other way besides like literally. Um, and it was my, not my fault, but it was my doing. A, a picture of his sister came up on my phone as like memories from X years ago. And I was like, oh my God. And it was during Christmas and she's got it all. Like she, I just remember this little girl. And so I sent it to him as like, you know, this came up in my iPhone or whatever. And so we, we, we ended up going back and forth a little bit, catching up on each other's lives. And he, you know, has such, it was just interesting. I don't want to tell, he had a a lot of stuff happen recently, like big life things. And we were just talking about that and going back and forth. And, And for a moment I was like, this is so nice because this is how you really honor the thing. You know, like we didn't, and on the best of terms, but somehow we found our way back to love and the love just looks different mm-hmm. than what maybe we wanted at a certain yes. time, but it yes. exists. The through line is there of like, oh, we care about each other. And it was just mm-hmm. compassionate and it was easy and it was nothing more and nothing less. And so it felt um, hearing these life things that he's doing and and maybe it one at one point being something that you imagine for yourself with him is like, whoa, that feels weird. But then you're also like hella happy that he's there, you know, that mm-hmm. certain things happen for him. So um, overall, great convo, but it was it felt nice. It felt like a a button of like, OK, that's nice. A button? Like a, like a little period, like it's done. Oh, like, period. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. <laughs> she said <Yeah>. a button? <laughs> <laughs> so, like so a bitch, zipper. what? Sounds like <laughs> a button. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I love it. <laughs> That's all she got. I fucking love it. I do. It's Talk bittersweet. I know, I know it all too I well. It. I know it all too well. I love it's, it. It's bittersweet. It's, it's full say, yeah, circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't it's care. Holding two like things this. at once. Holding two yeah, things at once. Yeah, that's all. That's all it is ever. I hate it. I hate <laughs> holding two things at once. Fuck it. Hate it. He it. literally said, I better not hear my name on no goddamn podcast. Child. That's it, child. I only met you like 22 times out of 250, <laughs> so that's not even that bad. <laughs> All right. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. 
Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Voicemails. Didn't you do that once? Voicemails. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're here. And I realized, you know what I just realized? I have not actually said where to call in a while. If you would like to leave a voicemail, please give us a call at 215-948-2780. Okay. So, first up, I need a moment to get myself organized. Thank you. Now I'm, ner- I'm nervous. <laughs> Every episode voicemails? It's all voicemails. I don't know yet. You got to decide. All right, first voicemail up. Hi, Shanti. Hi, Internet. This is Dia from Georgia, Hotlanta. And um, I was calling in response to your last episode, My Mother Was My First Bully. And um, I am a mental health counselor for kids at a residential treatment facility. Um, It's basically like a mental hospital, a school, and a juvenile detention center all wrapped in one. And um, what you guys are talking about, Shashi, you made um, a lot of comments about how you felt like some of the things that that you may have done to your daughter may seem punitive or whatever like that. I think it is very important to teach kids that are consequences for actions because that is how our society is set up. You can't just do whatever you want and expect not to have consequences. Um, there are natural consequences in life. so. Telling them to, you know, take space or time out. That is not punitive. Sometimes we do need to take space to gather ourselves and to regroup and calm down, de de-escalate ourselves, reach tension reduction. We need those things. We need to teach kids about delayed gratification. You will not always get a trophy for doing what you're supposed to do. Sometimes that gratification comes a little bit later. And also with children, a lot of the time, it's skill, not will. Okay, a lot of kids do well if they can. And if they can't, and if they're having a lot of behavioral issues, it is very, very important for us to be the investigators. Find out what's bothering them. Why are they acting this way? Watch them. A lot of the times we have issues with our children is because we're not paying as much attention to them as we should. Now, granted, we have to work. We're only one person, like you were saying. Um, um, Antoinette, we're only one person. A lot of single mothers, they don't have the time to actually pay attention to their kids as much as they should do. Um, yeah, taking space is very important. Having natural consequences and consequences in general is very important. Explaining the why behind is the most important thing for children. Um, a lot of the times you say, oh, because I said so, but we're not explaining it because it's unsafe. It's because I'm teaching you a life skill. It's because this could potentially put other people in danger or this is going to lead you down the wrong path. You have to start explaining the why behind it. Sometimes that trick that has to trigger us to actually think about the why. Like, why am I telling this child to do that? And we also have to understand 
that children have to have age appropriate um age appropriate things for themselves, like age appropriate consequences, age appropriate things. We can't expect children to do things that they just physically cannot do. But thank you so much, and um, y'all have a blessed day. I wish I could talk about this a lot, lot longer. I love you guys and continue doing what you guys do. Yeah, I don't think that or I'm, I um, want to retract what I was, I, what I don't think I said that kids shouldn't have consequences or I think in terms of my experience with my daughter I think just like you said teaching them to s- the skill to calm down teaching them the um, how to self-regulate is very important and in my case in particular I was expecting a baby a one a two, a three-year-old to have those skills and being frustrated with her for not having them and my resort to dealing with her was to remove her from the room if she was upset or crying or wanting something and I know that that wasn't the best way. Um, I think if I have another kid or if now that I have that uh, experience and kind of understand um, the process to teaching kids how to self-regulate, I don't think a one-year-old, a two-year-old or three-year-old should be put away or put in timeout for that matter because cognitive, just like you said, they don't under- they just don't understand what's going on. Um, and like you said, it's age appropriate. There's there's um, ways that babies and young kids can't be intellectualized the way that an eight-year-old, a 12-year-old, a 13-year-old and can, can understand the consequences and connect what they do to um, potential, thr- you know, threats or... Um, Yeah, just consequences. So that's what I was speaking about. I in in no way try to think that the the experience of a child should be cushy or should not involve discipline. Um, I just think that there's ways in which we have to discipline and have to offer, especially for those ages of a baby till three or five when they're just learning they're experiencing their emotions for the first time, guiding them through that self-regulation so that when they are older and the stakes are a little bit higher, they know how to calm themselves, they understand the emotions that they're feeling and they're not responding in rash or, um, yeah, or, or dangerous ways or illogical ways. Can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. So you know how like a lot of people will say, you keep picking that baby up, she ain't never going to stop crying. And I think about that. And I'm like, well, is that true? Or is that a a way where we're neglecting the child still? Like the child, something's wrong. It wants something. It's a baby. It can't communicate. So it cries. But then you have this older, mostly older generation who would say, well, if you always picking that baby up, yeah, it's going to keep crying because it keeps getting what it wants. Are you saying that, you know, you should always pick that baby up? 
I mean, I, it's all in context. I don't know. I don't know that 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 should be the foundation. No, I I, I wouldn't make that my. I don't think that that's my foundation for caring for a baby. They're a baby. They're they are babies. You know what I mean? And Which, I've seen what is babies, not your foundation. The idea of my f- f- my foundation is I'm gonna keep my baby. Um, down because I don't want oh. the child to get attached to me and look for me for to be consoled yeah that kind of to feel safe. Mm-hmm. I feel like the baby needs to feel safe and needs to feel consoled and needs you are its safety in that moment. You are the one providing those attachment styles. Yeah, I don't. You know, you're creating you. those. Yeah, so I don't. But I don't know. But it's a huge thought that. You know, that's I, that's a, that's a way thing. a lot of people subscribe to. I had a friend of mine. Uh, the I had to watch her child recently and I. I'd, she's a woman in my life. I don't know if I would call her a friend, but she's a woman in my life. And I've known her when she had a baby very, very young. That baby was always on her hip. That baby wouldn't go to anybody else. And I in my mind was like, yo, that's weird. That's not. I don't know why you're doing that. Like there's going to be a negative consequence. Mm -hmm. Very similar to what you're saying of like, put that baby down. Mm -hmm. Baby's always going to go to you. The baby's now one and she's so secure and she Mm -hmm. left her mom and she kicked it with me and she was trusting and she was so, she was so secure in a way that I imagined and I put it on her that like, why you keep holding that baby? You going to make that baby, Mm -hmm. that baby never going to leave you. And now she's like this really grounded, secure kid. And I was like, oh, okay. Wow. Right. Maybe maybe there is something to it. So I don't know, child. That's it's hard. Powerful. That's yeah. powerful. All right. Another voicemail. Hey, ladies. I am listening to your most recent episode, um, the one that was released on April 13th. And I haven't even finished listening to the full episode, but I am triggered by um, Michelle. Is her name Michelle Kenny? And um, her Instagram post because I have um, a daughter who is um, about the same age as Jolie. And I'm listening to Antoinette and Shanti and listening to the two of you kind of go back and forth on um, how we're reprimanded as children. And for a parent, you know, Shanti and I, when we choose to reprimand our kids and how our immediate, you know, our immediate go-to is, you know, you're lazy, you're being disrespectful. And I just want to throw in this additional layer of when, as a parent, you're raising a child who is neurodivergent, as I am. Um, my daughter has ADHD in attentive type. And the way that that manifests is, Of course, she's going to forget certain things. If I throw too many steps at her, which I often do because I have high anxiety, so I'm like a drill sergeant, okay, when we get home, do this, 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 and this. Mama has stopped listening after the first this, right? She's not going to catch all of that. And the more anxiety that I have, um, I'm sure that creates some kind of shame because she cannot follow through on what I'm giving her. And the more that she isn't following through, the more anxiety that I have. Because as we know, with the anxiety, it's all about the future. And so my immediate go-to is to think, how is this girl going to survive when she's an adult? You know, a lot of times we think like that. So um, I don't know. I just wanted to throw that piece in as far as neurodivergent children. And also, 
this anxiety that a lot of us, especially in black families, that a lot of us have around, you know, how is this child going to be later on? People are going to be wondering, who raised you? Why don't you know this? Your mama didn't tell you anything, which, let me put an asterisk, it always comes back to your mama, right? Motherhood. Um, fathers, you know, it seems like they can skate past it, but any kind of shortcomings that a child has, is, is, you know, at least in our heads, it seems to be linked to, to the mother. So I'm rambling at this point. I'm sure you heard my son in the background, so he's making me forget what I'm saying. Okay, neurodivergent. But just wanted to share that. Thank you, ladies, and, and um, keep up the good work. I love your personalities, and I love y'all's laugh. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> She's going to get a lot of that. Yeah. Laughter. Thank you for sharing that. That's hard and that's yeah. a spiral and that is triggering for you and asking for your consciousness in that relationship too. And that makes you feel ashamed and go through a thing. So it's, it's work, but I think that that's a beautiful, um, seeing that pattern that you're creating. And again, like it, it, children all relationships but especially with children like what is your foundational belief around um in your relationship with them is it fear-based are we just terrified for them all the time and everything that we're doing is out of fear or is fear completely opposite of love are we confusing those things mm. i don't fucking know like our us being terrified and we're like, oh no, I'm loving this kid. That's mm -hmm. how I love him. But we're really like leading with that. Joe, how how and then that is very real. And I I think how many people are doing that even outside of parental relationships. Yeah, moving in fear. We talked about fear last episode, child. Powerful <sighs> thing. Mm -mm -mm. All right. Next up. Hey, Antoinette and Shanti. My name is Bree. I'm definitely big fans of you all, so keep doing what you do. Uh, but I'm actually at my desk, and I'm listening to the episode about bullying. And so, Shanti, you know, you're just, you know, sharing your experience with, you know, Jolie and gentle parenting and projecting. But I relate so much to that, you know, with my daughter, who is, nine years old, you know, I try to really strive and um, raise her, you know, different than how I was raised. And, you know, part of that was, you know, my father spoiled me as a kid. And then that, that didn't set me up. Um, you know, it didn't really set me up for a to be successful um, later in life as I became independent on my own. Um, I didn't have chores, you know, growing up and this, that, and the other. So I don't necessarily give those chores to my daughter because I do want her to focus on her education because, again, I felt like I didn't push myself in education. So really just um, raising her uh in a much different way that I was raised because I know she will have to become independent and in this world by herself. But like when she, you know, doesn't do like the simple things um, of like her responsibilities or just like getting herself ready for school or getting dressed or whatever, I start projecting and I go to, why are you lazy? Why 
why are you being disrespectful? So, like, Shanti, I'm right there with you. Um, it's 80 degrees where I'm at today, and so I'm going to pick up my daughter, and um, we're going to go out for ice cream, and we're just going to have a talk because I thank you all for sharing. I don't want to be my daughter's bully at all. Um, I want to be able to teach her and just grow and be this amazing beautiful black woman in this world and always know that she can strive for excellence and I want to be her cheerleader and not her bully. Thank you all so much. I hope I didn't get cut out. Um, again, big fan. Bye. Again, I'm woefully unprepared for the resources to kind of help with these kind of situations. Um, I'm going to include it in the uh, description of this, but there are lots of folks on the interwebs that offer these kind of scenarios around your child not getting ready on time, not doing their chores, and how to have the discussions and the prompts and the support, because I think that's what we're trying to figure out how to do is support our kids to show up for themselves versus um, scare them into doing it or force them into do it. We want to support them in it. And there's some really dope people that have the language and the scenarios to help with those kind of conversations um, with the kids. But yeah, onwards and upwards. I do Child. think, um, I do think that a lot of it has to do with asking the kid why. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I don't know if they always know. So I think that can be an opportunity to like offer them some, mm -hmm some ideas around maybe why because maybe they haven't put it together like why aren't you doing x and late being lazy and being unproud you know not proud of your own space maybe that mm -hmm. is a part of it or maybe mm -hmm. it's that something else is going on they're depressed mm -hmm. or maybe that it's whatever the case is but offering asking them those questions like i need mm -hmm. to understand why you're not doing this because and i think it's fair to say this makes me scared Mm -hmm. and that this is my own fear, depending on their age, if they can understand this, but this is my own fear because I want the absolute best for you. So I need, mm -hmm. I want to make sure that it's not this because then we need to figure this out. Is it anything else? You see what I'm saying? Like, I think those mm -hmm. conversations had that way are mm -hmm. fair so that they understand. Maybe you can lay out some repercussions of each different scenario or solutions to each scenario, yeah. you know? Or do they even understand what responsibility is? You know what I mean? Like, do you even understand what that concept and is? And why it's and needed. It, why it's needed. And then walk them through for them to feel embodied in it. What did it feel like when you got your homework done at this time? Mm -hmm. What did it feel like when you took out the trash and brought it up? Like, how does it feel t for you to take some... Uh, control over how your schedule is if you don't like doing your homework at this time you know is this time better and then allow them to just like you said think about and then embody like oh that felt good oh this is what responsibility mm -hmm. is feels like because we have all these concepts you're not responsible i don't know what that means <laughs> what the fuck are you I talking don't understand about it's currency yeah. yeah, like exactly. Energetically, I don't know what you're talking about, bro. Like I'm just, you know, living my life. I don't know what these. I these think a big, a big ideas you're talking about. A big part of it when you talk about responsibility, you're talking about pride, you're talking about those things. 
that's yeah. when the that's when you got it to me that's when you got to get into the roots of like do you know who you are mm-hmm. so that then there's something to be like really proud of it goes it makes me think of that whole like you're a henry thing oh i and, never had those conversations oh my god i don't know shit about the henry's really i just <laughs> knew i was one <laughs> and what that meant ain't I no henry's that. ever yeah. get locked yeah. up for this eh? half of it was lies yeah. When you grow up and you like, wait, who was locked up? Wait, I thought no Henry's. Wait a minute. Right. But <laughs> but still but that but instilling story. that that yeah. sense of pride. It's like mm-hmm. when you wake, you know, when you come out the womb and they say, you know, you hate Dallas. It's like, okay, I understand the rule. I, I have a sense of pride of like, oh, then mm-hmm. I love the Eagles. I bleed green. There's like mm-hmm. a tribe there that's backing you and supporting you that you feel like you don't want to let down either. And but they also yeah. feel like a support system, hopefully. Yeah. That's important though. Yeah, breaking down the reason to do that. To, f- yeah. What does it feel like to be proud? Yes. Nigga, I'm just feeling this. I'm 36 years old and I was like, <laughs> "What is this strange feeling in my body?" Dead ass. Yeah. That's real. That's real. Wow. Oh god, childhood wounds. <laughs> mommy issues my inner child (laughs) 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 okay you're crazy she said oh god (laughs) all right ready hey ladies so i am basically finishing up episode 254 about my mother was my first bully and boy the timing of this episode is horrible because i in my feelings towards the end especially when it sounded like Chauncey was kind of choking up so this is definitely an episode that I will not rewatch on Patreon like I typically do however I just want to say that I have a son I have three kids but my oldest is a son he's 11 soon to be 12 I had him very early on I was in undergrad of school and then I went to graduate school and then I went to internship and I was trying to get my career and because I had him so early I didn't take the time to think about the ways that I didn't like um the way my parents parented me and so because of that when I had him I just stuck to what I knew and when he turned six or seven I think maybe well when he turned six I had my second child and by that time I was doing the conscious parenting thing more often and I realized that everything I did from six to I guess when he was an infant really impacted him because now um he he has difficulty expressing himself he shuts down if he feels like um if he's disappointed me in some kind of way and I'm working so 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 hard every day to change that because I don't want to raise him to be that kind of man and so Shanti I say to you it is difficult it is overwhelming and we feel like we fuck up a lot as parents especially when you know we start young but what I have found is that I am less frustrated and I am less stressed when I'm really taking that time for myself and it doesn't have to be like an elaborate date or anything like that with myself but even just getting up early in the morning earlier than the kids to have that time to myself to think and reflect and also having open conversation with him about about things that I feel like he's old enough to understand how, you know, I'm a human and I'm I'm not perfect and I am trying my best. His dad is trying his best and we are both trying to undo the things that we've learned, but this is thirty plus years 
um, between the both of us of things that we have learned that aren't the healthiest. So stay the course, Shanti. You're doing a great job. Internet, I hope you are taking these gems um, from Shanti and other parents around you so that when your time comes, if that's something that you desire, you'll be able to um, to do things a little bit better than those before you. Um, but this episode definitely hit home, and it had me in my feelings. So um, I just thought I'd call in. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Breaking those generational curses. Yeah wonderful right she's she's doing the work i hope i hope and they're watching you i think that's also it too that they're watching you they're also learning like oh yeah you know i i think it's really um important that she is saying that she explains that she's not perfect Mm -hmm. and that she you know sees and recognizes certain things in her son that she wants him to be feel what it sounds like is have a more secure attachment, feel like he can open up, share his feelings and that she's encouraging that. I think that he's going to remember that too. There'll be somebody in his life that at some point that at least says it to him and he thinks back and thinks, Oh, now he's has tools. Like, Oh, I remember when my mom used to ask me this, I remember when she, how she used to do X, Y, and Z, and he's going to go back and fetch them, even if it doesn't happen right away. Sankofa. I think there you go. So shout out to you. That's, yeah, that's really important. Okay. Next up, kiddos. Hi, Antoinette and Shanti. I'm listening to episode 254. My mother was my first bully. And Shanti, you're really getting into what you perceive um, Jolie's behavior to me in this example about her not putting up toys or taking out the trash about how we perceive it as disrespectful or lazy and that is definitely how I was raised however I'm now <clears throat> parenting an almost two-year-old and just learning so much from gentle parenting as well as Montessori method as well as just children's psychologists and psychiatrists It's so interesting and eye-opening and shows like how almost ill-equipped our parents were sometimes and the things they did, I mean, just the the things they perceived and how we project, you know, on our kids. Sometimes our kids just don't pick up the toys or put out, you know, take out the trash because they just don't feel like it's the same way sometimes as adults. You know, you're on the the, uh, sofa scrolling Instagram and you're like, oh, I should go clean my kitchen, but you just don't feel like it. And it's interesting, we don't give our kids that grace so early on. We kind of make it more than what it is of like, oh, you're lazy, you know, you you can't act like this at a job. But it's like, it's okay for your child to, you know, be a child. And this isn't a job. This is them just picking up their toys today and they don't feel like it. And it doesn't mean, you know, that they're going to plug out of school or, you know, it doesn't mean it's necessarily their habit. Now, if it is a habit, then that's one thing. But I think like when it's one off with our kids, we just project you know, we kind of make it more serious than it has to be. And I think, you know, part of it is like us knowing like as black parents, brown parents, we do have to prepare our kids for life differently than like white kids. They won't be given the same amount of grace. They won't be given the same amount of chances. We've all grown up and heard, you know, you have to work twice as hard to get half. And it's, I mean, it's, as you guys say, it's so tricky. It's so many layers, but My bottom line is I don't want to, you know, be so harsh to my child 
Um, and the reason being, well, the world is like this. I truly think, you know, the world is going to world, life is going to life, and I want to be your safe space. I can prepare my child for things without it being an example once we have that communication. You know, I can prepare my child for things without them being embarrassed or miserable or living through it. I want to be able to, you know, explain things to my child and it not be, you know, they have to be an example. But, yeah, the world is going to world. And, you know, I want to be a safe space at the end of the day. Thanks, ladies. I love that. Uh, it also makes me think of, um, you know, we keep going to, oh, this kid is lazy. This kid is um, being disrespectful. Um, they're going to then falter in the world. I think, I think we also have to be super aware of the kids that, do everything that you say to do, that get straight A's, that are don't give you any trouble, that they're often, you know, producing anxiety or producing this overachieving, um, don't want to make people feel disappointed. So I don't know, there's, there's, there's this ease or this relief that we get if we don't have a quote unquote problematic child, but I don't, I think that often leads the kids that are, are, you know, not causing any trouble to be unexplored, their interior to be unexplored as well when they're often, you know, um, at risk of, of, of being conditioned by the world as well to be over, over achievers or think that their value is in what they produce, how productive they are, what, how they don't cause people being people pleasers. So it's child either way. <laughs> it could be a problem. So watch out now. I think it's also something interesting. I wrote down. Um, I think there is some value when some parents really want their children to understand that there are times when you're going to have to do things, even when you don't want to do them in discomfort. And like, I think parents too, they do that all of the time. It's like yeah. a requirement. So yeah. it's like, okay, this is actually how life works. And if you can't, you're tired from gym. And if you can't put your clothes away and then you don't even understand why that's an issue shows me, then we get to the next layer of you don't appreciate all that I do. And then sometimes I feel like the, when the parent doesn't feel appreciated, they have no patience for any of this shit. And it absolutely becomes dis, uh, um, you know, that this child is lazy and disrespectful because they have no appreciation for you when really you're angry at you're tired yourself. Yeah. And you're yeah, angry girl. and you have just projecting on and you're me. projecting too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I do, but I, there is something to be said of your child needs to learn how to be appreciative. Your child mm -hmm. also needs to learn how to do things in discomfort. So, I feel like all of this, there has to be obviously a balance. You know, it's not just that you're projecting. It's not just that, mm -hmm. you know, we can't tell these young people that they need to do it even if they are tired. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, sure, you can tell me how you feel, but in this moment, I still need you to do X. That's how life works. I don't know. I don't have a kid, so I don't have to figure it out. But 
just that's something else that I was just thinking about. Um, all righty. One more, kiddos. One more. Hey, my name is Brianna. I just started listening to you guys recently, and I'm listening to episode 254, and you guys are talking about positive parenting. I recently just became a parent in the last two years, so um, I am a positive parent. I do positive parenting, um, and I took a class on it from Supernova Mama on um, Twitter because I was raised with um, parents who are basically authoritative parents, and they definitely bullied me and, like, still bully me and gaslight me and try to get me to do things that would make them happy. Um, so I just wanted to come in and, I mean, not come in, what? I just wanted to call and basically give my thoughts and opinions on, like, positive parenting and, like, what it really is, because basically positive parenting is just trusting that the way that you raise your kid is right, like kids aren't inherently disrespectful or lazy or anything. They are people, human beings, and when you view children as human beings and people instead of perfect little things that you get to control, then you can finally adjust your way of thinking and stop thinking that everything is an attack on you um, because your kids aren't doing things to attack you. They're just going through life to be themselves. So, yeah, I don't know. I really just have to keep adjusting the fact that um, my kid is not doing this to disrespect me or to hurt my feelings. Like, why would my kid be doing that? Um, why would my kid be inherently being lazy? Like, that's what my parents used to say about me. And it's really triggering. And I didn't really get why until I became a parent. And it's just like, I'm not lazy. I just don't want to do it right now. I get to have a moment um, where I'm just, you know, to myself, like, I don't feel like kids should have to do things when you want them to be done. And I definitely feel like you have to remind children of things because they are forgetful and they get to make mistakes. And when you tell them that they're disrespectful and they're lazy and things like that, that you're teaching them that it isn't good to make mistakes, that making mistakes is the end of the world. So I would take you, I would basically have you guys think about what are you actually teaching your kids when you react in a way um, that your parents will react or that you would typically react, and what would you actually want? She got cut off. Yeah, she got cut off. No callbacks. <laughs> Damn. She call that was juicy. What would you want? <laughs> Damn, we'll never know. <laughs> Fuck. Why would you play that one? <laughs> you would... Why? I, I, I saw it going up to three minutes. I say, oh, shit. I don't know if she made it. <laughs> she, she knew. That's the new rules. We apologize. <laughs> I call three it a girl's got practice. Probably when they get cut off, they probably don't even know. It, it probably doesn't even sound, seem like it went through. So then you really like, I'm want- definitely not coming back up here to say that all that again. I think um I think it's 
interesting also for people that don't have children though to figure out how their they were parented affects them nah, and they're we good. <laughs> the way you show up in the world and the choices in your relationships as well because it ain't no nah, 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 nah. Chill, ain't chill, no chill, chill. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't got no kids don't worry about it i'm a rich auntie we good. It's what cool. you talking about <laughs> yeah all right that's your problem chill, you doing the most relax <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs> Listen, th- this is an ongoing conversation, and I would love. I'm. I've reached out, and I'm going to invite um one of these women that be on there on the Tiki Talks talking her shit about the gender really? parenting. Did she respond? Yeah, I reached out to her. Yeah, she did. What'd she say? Uh, she said, "Sure, here's my email." But uh, yeah, it's a whole. It's a whole fucking theory it's a whole way of i ain't never heard what she say polite parenting what she say good parenting polite no the other person the person that got caught off she said i'm a good parent what you say (laughs) a good parent's pretty basic so i don't know (laughs) patient parenting damn it she didn't say gentle parenting but uh i can't wait to see y'all rude ass ungrateful ass kids and like 14 years like I'm playing someone saw I saw a meme that said that it was like all these gentle parents all these gentle kids wait kids till the next generation <laughs> I can't wait to see it too I'm, I'm excited to actually see I'm excited they, how they come out to be because I'm know? sure you know what's funny I bet you our parents were excited they look at us were just they? as messed up as we could be <laughs> they, they was probably like all right we trying this this is our way. We are going to learn responsibility. What? what did your parents try with y'all? Responsibilities. Be on, make sure they that you're accountable. They didn't have that growing up? What? Like, what was the new shit that they were trying on y'all? Like, we ain't going to be like our parents. We gonna no, we, we didn't different. get beat. Like, beat the shit. We got oh. spanked. And my mom tried to hit me with a belt once. And I was like, girl, she did, but it was stupid. That was, if my sister, girl, this is dumb. (laughs) My sister's listening. It really went like that. Cause my dad forced her to, and my mom cried cause she didn't want to. Cause my dad tried to say that that I hit my mom. And I was like, I didn't, but all right. She, as she was crying, she didn't want to beat me because she pulled a white woman on me. And I'll never forget, forget it. I, I still to this day be like, mom, remember when you lied on me and you told dad that I hit you? She was mad. Sounds like a therapy conversation. (laughs) (laughs) You're laughing about this, but I'm like, wait. No, I'm laughing now. (laughs) I'm laughing now because she dead ass. She used to try to get me in trouble with him. And so she she exaggerated this story. And I was like, girl, that is not what happened. Why would you do that? Like, I had put my hand up to block her. And then she hit my hand. She said, she hit me. I said, yeah. what the white woman? <laughs> I was like, no, I, I didn't. White and then he was like, if you put your hands on your mother. It was a whole thing. And he was and like. And then she tried to. And then he told her to he beat He told you? her, you go upstairs and <laughs> take this belt. You? I think I was like two old, 11. And I was like, this is done. And I was looking at her, dad, her face. Like, are you really going to hit me with this belt? And then she like hit me with it once. And was like, ah, ah, ran out the room crying. I was like, what? Because you know you lied. You know you look stupid right now. <laughs> the whole thing was dumb. Wow. It was but that 
And <laughs> Tina was, everybody in the house was just standing there. <laughs> Tina was there <laughs> this just was looking. drawn out. Girl, because then we had <laughs> Wait to go a minute, get. Tina came home Wait, and was sitting there. Girl, and listen, then we drinking had to go. Our apple juice. <laughs> listen, we had to go get uh, sneakers for school. And my mom and dad got into a fight because school was coming up. My mom was like, we not sending her to school. And then raggedy ass shoes representing me. And my dad was like, she hit you. She not getting shit. And they had a whole argument in the shoe store. Wow. And I walked out with shoes. Wait, That's wait, how wait, you wait, know wait. I ain't hit her. So and my dad was like, oh, the- no, you she you definitely going to be her now. Because she hit you. We just bought her new shoes. And we got into a fight at the store. She getting hit. See? I'm going to bring this back up to my mom. <laughs> That's a that's a lot of shit going down. But that was the one time, so that's why I remember it so vividly. Now I used to get popped all the time, but we never got beat. Both my parents got beat to a point where they took those kids today. So that was definitely a generational shift, a huge one, because it was corporal over there. So they was like, yeah, Jesus. our kid's going to be well, all right. It's getting better. It's and then I got the nerve better. to be like, mom, remember when you lied on me? She's like, girl, do you know what I went through? Shut up. <laughs> Just like. Exactly. Undid- That's what I'm saying. So the next She's generation. say you're disrespectful. <laughs> ungrateful. And lazy for even bringing this up. <laughs> and you deserve shame. Shame. <laughs> you know, I'm not talking to you. I'm withholding you trying to love. Harm me. <laughs> withholding love from you and you could go and try to figure out how you. to win it back Ooh, girl tricky child this has been a therapy session sit <laughs> on our couch call us Sean. <laughs> call us well that was good that was good <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> that's my recap of this episode <laughs> that was good you want more? See us next week. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> what do you think, Internet? <laughs> she, she said it twice. That was good. That was that good. was good. What in a ninety-year-old man? He <laughs> about seventy-seven. That came out you, of me. We need a new vocabulary, girl. <laughs> that was good. That's, that was. That's why we got stuck. We said. <laughs> What's another word for good? <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Not very good. <laughs> well, we appreciate everybody calling and sharing their stories. We out here just trying to, like you said, be better than the next generation, child. <laughs> Till we evolve to Can the next. They're just going to be born self-realize can you give us an affirmation girl please a gentle parenting affirmation monty cue the music (laughs) this goes out to all my babies mama's mama's (laughs) (laughs) babies mama's mama's Stop beating them kids. Be kind to yourself first. And pave the way for the little ones who are at an early age. And don't be scared of drugs, alcohol, and just stop taking it to the extreme, okay? 
just stop being on a pendulum and be more on a rocking chair. Gentle. <laughs> we don't have to be extreme with these ourselves, number one. That's the other thing. Stop blaming everything on these goddamn kids and work with yourself first. Are you kind to yourself? Are you lazy? Love yourself, love the babies, and take deep breaths and teach them how to take deep breaths because we got to incarnate realized souls. And we're on our way. We're getting there now. Just stop smacking the babies and coming from a place of fear. Ashe. Namaste. Be a rocking chair, not a pendulum. She said, make it a rocking chair. For real, you know, rocking chair is like this, a slow, a pendulum's like this. Girl, he get on my nerves. <laughs> pendulum is a really good word, though. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. All right. This episode is over. It was good. It was it good. Was, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> really? You it was like good. It? Was it good? Oh, Who no. Knows? What's the name of it? To all my babies, mamas, mamas. We ain't do one like that? All right. That's perfect. Y'all better be married. All of y'all should have been married. That's the first problem. (laughs) Having these illegitimate children. Wondering why it ain't in any kind of order. That's my mother. If you want to (laughs) know. If you want to know how my mother talks to me. (laughs) Wait, how how did your parents break generational curses? How did my parents break generational yeah. curses? Um, they didn't give a fuck. They kept it a hundred. <laughs> there was no mirage of you got to do this thing for society. Uh-oh. There was like, fuck society. That shit is fucked in the first place. Eat this tofu. <laughs> <laughs> Learn a mantra. And... um while we go be busy we ain't really gonna take care of you but take (laughs) (laughs) we ain't gonna want you that's it kid now go out into the world good luck (laughs) good luck sink or swim this shit ain't real none of this is real (laughs) and uh bye (laughs) damn well shout out to there any therapists that want to come on next episode (laughs) you let us know there is a therapist that reached out. Really? You know Reach out are. again. Yes. She reached out and was like, do you and your mom want to talk to me? <laughs> <laughs> and Jojo? Because there's some healing that needs to happen. I love that. You should. Um, It really brought up fear of, or this, um, like my mom's 75 years old, yo. Like she is who she is. And that's, I guess that's my perception of her. So maybe I have put her in a space and maybe I'm doing that to protect my own self and being like, yo, I know who she is. This is what she's capable of. Mm-hmm. But my mom is old. She'd be like, who the fuck are you talking to? <laughs> Literally verbatim. <laughs> like, who are y'all talking say. to? <laughs> you wasting your money on this kind of stuff. Anyway. Yeah, but maybe... Maybe we should go to therapy, but my mom don't, she don't give a fuck, like for real, for real. 
<laughs> like, can you Carisha just go? Don't give a fuck. That's how my mom don't give <laughs> can, a fuck. <laughs> can you just go for the content of the show? I've taken so many. No, Come on. Mom. I've taken it on the chin, Shanti. I've taken it for the team. Just one, just one therapy session with you and Bad Barbs. Come back report and report it? how it go. Hell no. Just come back and report how it went. Oh, I was about to say, not recorded, child. No, we can never have Bad Barbs like, recorded. That's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear the end of Around the Way Girls. That's what the fuck it is. Okay. Come on. Cancel every, every, for the first time, every community has band together to cancel some podcast by the name of Around the Way Curls. Sources oh, tell us that one of the hosts' mothers came on the podcast mom? and offended every single race in the world. Every race, religion, <laughs> gender, everybody could get it. Gender. <laughs> she contradicted herself. It was poignant at moments. Is she Kanye West? <laughs> My mother is the white. If you want to know my mom, she She's is the white Kanye West. She is. She, she, she don't give a fuck. She's a She don't give a fuck. She on YouTube University right now fit to find you a good she old is. video to tear she your ass down. Talk about AI. Now I guess <laughs> the new thing is AI. Child. Uh, oh, Shout man. I love my mom. Thank you for bringing me here, girl. And the oh, lessons you teach me or trying to teach me. <laughs> Well, Shanti, this has been fantastically nourishing. Good. I'm glad you feel better. It's 11 o'clock. We, fortunately, we... Yeah, it's we 11 o'clock, and I still do. need to move my car. <clears throat> Isn't it? You got that turtleneck on back like it's December <laughs> it's 15th. Cold. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I live in a rent-stabilized apartment. Bitch, they turn this heat off. Oh. I said the fuck. It is right. freezing in here. I don't Mother. control my heat, the ghetto. One day, a white refrigerator, and I can't control my thermostat? <laughs> it's too much. Oh, God. Oh my God. <laughs> Get me the fuck out of here. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you oh got a white refrigerator? God. You ain't got no white refrigerator. I got a black refrigerator, which Ooh. is worse because it's just. You got black Air Force One. You don't know what's in there. <laughs> It's dangerous. Pop, it's crazy. Pop it's them sides off, y'all. She holds chaotic. It's where all the rock <laughs> is. Right in the sides of that. Right in the doors. I know. Tricky. Tricky. That's where all them, them little mice was coming from. That black mm-hmm. ass refrigerator. Something dead in there. You got the Air Force sure. One refrigerator. <laughs> Tricky. These goddamn mice. <laughs> Not you you still got right him? Yeah. No, you don't. Blue ain't do shit but slam her body against the fucking wall and ask for food. That nigga ain't come in here and do no work. Let me tell Blue you came something. here. Blue? And Blue kept, no, that's not, that's not true. Blue kept them away. Blue kept them away. And kept me up all night. Well, but they weren't coming in your house because they knew she was there. Blue handled her business. Okay. It came at a cost. <laughs> Everything comes at a cost. Everything does. <laughs> Everything. Cause and effect. All right. You think one thing and it's something else. So No, it's freezing though. And I gotta go. I was outside. Get, if you haven't paid your internet, <laughs> Yo, I got all these really fuzzy ass socks too. And I have <laughs> 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 She got 
got on there. Not my girl, Tommy. Ah. Yo, she plays me. Ah. I thought I looked like Vicky Vale in Batman. No, I thought I looked great. chic. It looks great. No, it Excuse does. Me. I'm only fucking with Like, girl, you look dumb. Boo. No, it looks beautiful. <laughs> it's like a little bobblehead. Like, right? Girl, it's April nineteenth. <laughs> it's cold. Anyway, you got your titties all out. Take it easy. I know. Tripping. Wow. She fucking rolled out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> Struggling. All my life, I've been awake. <laughs> all right, y'all. Well. <laughs> that's all all right come on that's all see you next week for another episode of around the way <laughs> girls what's next bye you have just heard an around the way curls john follow them on twitter at atw curls and instagram at around the way curls we out early <laughs> very good <laughs>